Have you been listening to this show for a while? Do you like this show? Do you want to see it continue? There's one way you can do that. You can actually visit our Patreon page and donate some money to make sure the show continues. That's the only way we fund the show, the only way we make it happen. Go to patreon.com slash we have concerns. Find out bonus stuff you can get for supporting us and make sure the show keeps on trucking. Time and place. Time and place and do learn to read the room. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do totally. Do learn 100%. to read the room, internet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is We Have Concerns. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. <sighs> everything, everything we've, everything, everything we've learned is a lie. <laughs> everything we've learned is a lie. This is a depressing one for me. Uh, in a different way than other things are depressing. Lots of ways to be depressed sure. nowadays. There's a whole, uh, depression is is a rainbow. It's a spectrum. It's yeah. a, it's just a, it's a beautiful, unique uh, fractal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes on and, and has myriad permutations. Infinitely changing, infinitely deep, infinitely explorable. Yep. Uh, so this is one, you know, we talk a lot about the way science is expressed to the public and yeah. how it can be bastardized and ruined and kind of misrepresented mm-hmm. and people get the wrong idea about a lot of things. And one of my favorite uh, fields of study is psychology. Yeah. I've, I'm always fascinated by psychological experiments. But, but psychology is one of those fields where you have to be double, triple, quadruple careful. Yes. Because- It's messy. It, it's a little messier than like chemistry or physics or something where you're just like, we did this X number of times and it happened the exact same way X number of times. Right. Psychology is a little dicier because you're dealing with a lot of- uh, uh, complex subtleties and variables that are often not apparent on the surface of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is an article that was brought to our attention by Joss Hoskinson. Thank you, Joss. Um, and this is a phonetically pleasing name. Joss Hoskinson. Yeah. I like that. I do too. Uh, this, uh, sounds like a name that like, Steve Martin would come up with <laughs> Dr. Hoffenpfeffer? Yeah, like in a movie if he needed to come up with an alias really quick. He'd be like, I'm Joss Hoskinson. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's like what Fletch says to yeah, someone. Yeah, like Chevy Chase is just like, I'm Detective Joss Hoskinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so even if you only have a passing familiarity with psychology, it, <laughs> psychology, if you've only taken Psych 101, chances are you've heard of the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm-hmm. Stanford Prison Experiment, of course, very famous uh, experiment in the 70s, Stanford University, where a professor got two groups of all male, in this case, all male students, and built a prison in the basement of one of the structures at Stanford and did not have permission to do this. Yeah. That's what's crazy. And he he uh, assigned half of them as guards and half of them as prisoners. He did have permission. And played out uh, a thing. He expected it to go for a, a period of weeks. It only lasted, I think, 72 hours or 36 hours because shit got weird. Yeah. Shit got real weird. There was a power structure that broke out. Became very, very famous about how power corrupts because the guards started abusing the prisoners. The prisoners uh, started uh, freaking out. There's a very famous audio recording uh, of this guy freaking out and saying, uh, I'm going crazy. I feel like I'm burning up inside, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Very famous. Everybody has heard of the Stanford Prison Experiment, and it is often cited and is often referenced. New reporting and medium uh, about how a lot of the results, a lot of the things we associate with the Stanford Prison Experiment, probably not too accurate. Oh, Probably that man was not literally burning up inside. No. And, and it turns out that an interview with him, a new interview with that, that student now an adult, uh, he kind of was play acting. Well, that's, that's something that I always wondered about, right? Like I wondered how much of it was, okay, you're a prisoner, be a prisoner. Right. Okay. You're a guard, be a guard. Right. And they played out the way they expected these things to play out. Well, it's even worse than that. There is some uh, new audio recordings that have come out with the uh, the guy who ran the prison experiment, uh, Philip Zimbardo. He evidently kind of coached some of the guards to be hard asses okay. and tough on the students. And when they weren't being tough enough, they were kind of told, let's step it up and be harsher. Um, so this idea that there was this pure experiment where people were just given these roles and this mon- monstrous axe grew out of them is not accurate and yeah. not consistent with a, the way a scientific study would be run today. And there's a big problem with the repeatability of a scientific experiment like this. People have tried to do stuff similar to the Stanford prison experiment and it hasn't gone the way this famous experiment has. Usually but, ends with a big old makeout session. Just, That's a, crazy. just guards and prisoners making just it like, out. Yeah. Just going at it. Because you know what's hot? Prison. Yep. So hot. That's that's one thing that science has proven. <laughs> Ain't nothing sexier than prison. Yeah. Ugh. I've I watched Orange is the New Black. Sure. <laughs> um no, it, it's uh it's actually kind of disturbing because Again, as we've noted many, many times, you don't really get a second chance to make a first impression. These things get lodged in people's brains. You have this association with the Stanford Prison Experiment and people stop actually referencing the actual experiment and just reference this zeitgeist notion of what the experiment was. Right. And it becomes, you know, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. It gets further abstracted. Well, it's one of those things where there is, and and- some of science, actual science reporting is like this and some of, uh, you know, especially across social networks, it's like this. There is a study. It's somebody's job to take the study and distill it down. Right. Um, or even if you read the study, you read it and you get your understanding of the study, right? Because if you're reading just like a PDF of a study that was released, yeah. you only have your understanding of the study without reaching out to the people that conducted the study and wrote the study, you don't have, maybe you take things the wrong way. And then it becomes a game of telephone, right? Right. I heard this thing. I heard this thing. I heard this thing. It gets smaller and smaller. The results maybe get like more and more whittled down to a singular main point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, that experiment that says prison is hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That one that says it's super sexy when you go to prison. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait prison. to go to prison. The hot prison experiment. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all familiar with that. Oh man, it's gonna be so great. You used to, uh, you used to only be able to get hot prison experiment in like DVD volumes that showed up at your apartment every month. <laughs> yeah, and it was impossible to cancel, and it was really embarrassing. But now but, the internet. But thanks to the internet, yeah, you can get baby. hot prison experiment whenever you want. <laughs> hot prison experiment four, by the way, mm-hmm. the best one. I don't feel like prequels are needed. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I if you're going to you. tell an origin story, like if <laughs> the, you're going to explain how hot prison came to be. How, how a normal prison got yeah, super hot. Like got super hot. Like yeah. you, there better be like a good reason. Cause like, I don't know. Isn't it better to leave some things to the imagination <laughs> I think so. when it comes to porn? Isn't it better to just, isn't it better for porn to just suggest sexuality yeah, rather yeah. than just show it? I want it? porn to be like Jaws. Yeah. You know, like we don't see the shark. Mm-hmm. And also lots of things going into big There are a lot of people talking about how the sex happened in the prison. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, so not the only, not the only famous experiment that, uh, that has been shown to be a little bit misleading. Um, basically the other big psychology experiment that we've all heard of the Milgram experiment. Mm Mm-hmm. The one about shocking people and continuing to tell them to shock. And it's yeah, yeah, all yeah. about uh, authority figures. If they tell you to shock someone, you're going to keep doing it because a person in a white lab coat yeah. told no, you no, to. No, no, no. He's okay. Keep going. Yes. No, it sounds ba- It sounds worse than it actually is. Keep going. That's the Milgram experiment. Yes. Uh, it's also hot prison six. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. Don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a long title for that one, but I thought it really earned it. Yeah. You know, yeah, keep going. It's fine. It sounds worse than it is. Don't stop. <laughs> Hot prison six. Um, th- that one evidently also has some disturbing, scoogy, weird, not really on the up and up okay. kind of methodology. How uh, is that one handled? Well, supposedly there are some new revelations that show uh, the authority figure was really uh, trying to coerce people into doing things rather than just telling, you know, we, we were, we were told that the Milgram experiment was just like, keep pressing, keep, keep pressing. Yeah. It's fine. It was, keep yeah, going. Keep going. And it was, but supposedly there's some new uh, data to suggest that there was more than that. There was, they were, they were actually browbeating the participants into continuing to, to press the button. Mm-hmm. Um, and the- which is still, I think, I mean, that's still sort of, it makes it different, but not entirely dissimilar, right? Yeah. Because it still becomes like, how long can an authority figure scream at you before you break down and do what the authority figure says? Which sure. is different than, it's a different thesis than, hey, if an authority figure just calmly tells you to do something, people tend to think it's okay and they just do it mindlessly. Right. It's more, now it's more like, if you know something is wrong and painful, how long will you allow yourself to be pressured before you... Well, the it's bigger, a different experiment. Yes, but it's, it's uh, totally I, agree. It, it's, it's, it's in the same. It's in it's the a, same, but it's not represented authentically to right. what they were kind of saying. And even the the bigger problem here, which this article gets into, uh, is how since the seventies and eighties, when these 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 experiments were really gaining a lot of traction, we have changed our methodology to require much larger groups of people to participate, a larger uh, sample size for any of this stuff to be taken seriously. So you'd get these experiments with 50 people in them and it would be extrapolated into how human beings behave right. when no analysis into who are these 50 people right. and what other variables can what we isolate? What demographics, like social, socially, uh, environmentally, like- Yes. Yeah, what's sociologically, who are these people? Right. Where were they pulled from? So you think, oh, we take 50 people and they behave in a certain way and it's like, oh my gosh, that's how human beings behave. That's just not the standard anymore that's not the bar that these, these experiments no. have to pass. And yet, because these are from a different time and they have this historical uh, reputation, mm-hmm. it's just taken a priori that that's how 
that that this is the truth. Yeah. And so it's it's taught, it's referenced, it's ingrained in everybody's mind. So why is there not a culture of we need to reprove this with better methods? Well, that's exactly what's starting now. Is that a lot of these classic experiments are uh, they're attempting to recreate them, and they're finding that they're getting wildly different results. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of drawing into question those original results, but it's really hard to break people from those notions that they've locked onto. Because if you asked me before reading this, I could tell I could tell you what the Stanford Prison Experiment was. I could tell you what Milgram was. Yeah, I would never have thought, oh, those have been. There's some doubt as to as I would have gone, oh man, yeah. This is just like the Stanford prison experiment, you know? Yeah. I, and I would, Do you know what's super crazy? The Schrodinger experiment? Two cats. Yeah. They false, were both- false, false bottom of the box. <laughs> false bottom. It's a series of mirrors. Yeah. The whole thing was mirrors. It was the prestige. <laughs> it, was the just cat, the, it was just the prestige. The cat was never dead. One cat was. Oh, that's not nice. But there was another cat. Oh, there was that's another cat I'm the saying. whole time. Yeah. Twin cats. Just, Twin. I mean, literally is the prestige. Mm-hmm. That's oh. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And now you know. Wow. You learn a lot about science hanging out with me. <laughs> That's one thing that everybody knows. So it's Two kind things of that dis- everybody knows. Prison is hot. <laughs> and you're going to learn a lot of science hanging out with this guy. Prison is hot. If there's one thing you take away from our show. Yeah. It's uh, commit crimes. Yeah. Go to prison. Have the fucking hottest time. Not only is the prison system fine. <laughs> It's super hot. So hot. There's nothing wrong. It's Uh. all sexy. Uh, So, okay. So people are trying to reproduce these experiments, but then when people reproduce these experiments and they get these wildly different things, how do we, how do we disseminate and spread and correct? Cause here's what's up. I'm thinking about the teaching of these experiments. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, uh, uh, psychology professors and yeah. practicing psychologists who have taken these things as gospel their entire lives yeah. and maybe don't hear about the new stuff or uh, hear about it and maybe don't maybe discount it a little bit because they've been teaching things a certain way for so long and they believe things to be a certain way and they, they want to see more evidence that things are wrong. Then you have, like you were saying, uh, the zeitgeist, right? which is like, how long does well, it take to get enough people to say, oh no, the Milgram, funny thing about the Milgram experiment, because we'll get there, right? You'd we, think. We, we will get to that point where like, there is enough of a viral video where people are sitting around in the office or at the bar and they go, oh yeah, and the Milgram experiment. And then one guy goes, actually funny story about the <laughs> Milgram experiment. I saw this video. And you're like, what? what? That guy? I, I don't saw trust that thing. guy. I saw this thing on Vox or whatever. Yeah, I saw this super hot, prison video. Mm-hmm. Um, what's even worse than that, because they're saying textbooks haven't been updated and That's are not being updated. Say. It yeah. takes a long time to edit a textbook. There was a 2016 study in current psychology that says readers of introductory textbooks may be unintentionally misinformed on these topics. Sure. People, I mean, literally psych 101 is like, the Stanford prison experiment, mm-hmm. Milgram, you know, it's like the most famous experiments and nobody is saying, oh, there's doubt now. This, yeah. the, the methodology is flawed. Some of the uh, conclusions I mean, may be. It, it becomes something that's up to the individual educator uh, and the curriculum of that particular school. But like to, to ratify a textbook and then get that textbook approved and put into curriculums at schools across right. the country uh, and across and around the world is a really lengthy process. Changing anything in a textbook, and this is another problem, obviously, 
because textbooks are very expensive. Right. Uh, textbooks take a long time to write and ratify and sort of like, when something gets put in a textbook, they have to be like, this is correct. And there's a whole board of people that like work on the textbook that go, okay, yeah. we can put this in and it can be written this way. And then colleges have to look at it and be like, well, I'm the head of this department. And I don't know if I like the way this was written. We can't use this textbook. And that's why I find this whole topic so bleak because we're dealing with, and we've talked about many times, this attack on truth that's happening uh, on a on a layer of just sort of social engagement that we have. But you would think that at least I could go to the textbooks. <laughs> at least I could go to the experts in the field the, and I would still get some semblance of truth. But even that is in doubt. This is like one of the, pro, this is like the big uh, uh, pro and con thing to accreditation and school accreditation and, and standardized curriculums um, where it's like, you've got to, you've got to be up to certain standards and up to certain codes. And the people who are approving that, like it all take, uh, have to look at what you're teaching and be like, okay. Yeah. Um, academia moves as slowly as any other monolithic sort of group or industry, right? Sometimes even less so, um, because there is just much more arguing to be done in academia by smart people who all know and think that they are smart. Yeah. Uh, and it's it can be a problem when when stuff like this happens because it's not the sort of thing that turns on a dime. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really in intense. So burn the textbooks, baby. I mean, if there's one thing, don't go to school. If there's one thing to take away from this episode, just sit next to me. It's burn your textbooks, commit crimes, go to prison. So hot, everything's fine at that point. And also, like, I'll teach you what's right. Yeah, listen to Anthony. I know what's I know the science. He's got stuff in his brain. So hopefully this is sort of a sea change and we're seeing this movement toward replicating some of these studies, mm -hmm. getting new information. And, you know, revision is part of what science is. As we learn more, we challenge our notions. We, we, we learn new things and what's been taken as standard is then changed. And that's how science works. It just feels like uh, sometimes you're working against human nature and how we get locked into a certain belief yeah. system. Well, it's, we, we live under this, uh, this belief that now that there's the internet and information goes everywhere immediately that it's like, well, we found, we found the new thing and now we know the new truth and I'll push this button and it'll go out and everybody right. will know. That's not how it works. It works the same as, as humanity has worked since the dawn of time where it's like, it's slow. Yeah. It's, it's slow. slow. Like getting the entire, uh, getting the entire population to know something takes a long time. <laughs> There are a lot of people out there. Yeah. And they all got their information in different people. ways. A lot of dumb people. Just that's not none of our listeners, no, of course. But no, Jeff. I know. Certainly not. And also, hey man, aren't you the one that believes people are fundamentally good? <laughs> I used to before we started putting kids in cages. Super hot though. For them, Whoa, for the kids. Wow, I knew we were going to get there. And I thought I was uh, just like, no, we can't possibly get it's there. It's too dark. Wait, it's why would, we, dark. Why we would anyone say that? And I was like, if I don't do it, no one's going to certainly say Jeff won't yeah, do it. Why and would he? I'm the one that the darker thing occurs to. And yeah. so if it doesn't occur to me, it'll never happen in the episode. And there you are, Jeff. There I am. There you are. I wouldn't ever say anything. Milgram like was right. Yeah. <laughs>